You're now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on thesonicbreakdown.com. Man, it's time to wake up. Time to wake up. Get this cake up. Get this cake up. Only thing I care about is switching. Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D-Ray Brinson, and you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by thesonicbreakdown.com. If you haven't checked out an article or review, definitely go over there and check that out now on thesonicbreakdown.com. Today we have a special episode. Again, we're going to do another movie review. And today's movie review, or not even, I won't even say a movie review. It's more of a, a critique and analysis of Justice League. And we have mm. uh, another great panel today. We have Benjamin Ananawo. Cousin Benji on IG. Glad to be here. And then we have Ready for another episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me one more time. And then we have the lovely Miss Jane. How awesome to be back, um, D-Ray. And people can find me on Facebook at Alana Jane or I'm on Twitter at Alana Twits. There you go. And there you have it. So uh, definitely go follow <laughs> them and uh, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think about the podcast. But let's get started with today. Today is going to be Justice League. A lot of people had some mixed feelings about it prior to its release. So let's let's start there. What was your expectations for this film? Because there are, as uh, we've discussed on other podcasts, there is... Um, sometimes there's a subdivide or a division of DC and Marvel folks. I'll keep it easy. I didn't have a lot of expectations going into it. The the I will say Wonder Woman was dope, but Batman versus Superman was crap, and I've I've expressed that before. So going into this one, um, I had hopes that it could at least would keep me entertained because at least the introduction of Cyborg as well as you know Aquaman, and I wanted to see how that was going to be intertwined as well as just what storyline they were going to go So, But I didn't have high hopes. I didn't have high hopes. I just uh, was interested to see how the movie was going to go. Also, definitely didn't have high hopes. However, I was surprised, and I'll just say I enjoyed the movie because uh, if I remember the director for the film, I think their wife either passed, got yeah, sick. Yeah, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder's wife passed, um, and then his vision really wasn't fully... Uh, scene on the film so we never got exactly what we would have probably loved to see uh as a total but i felt the film i enjoyed it and uh just this caveat i am one of those folks where i enjoy the mcu and the dceu equally uh i don't own any dc comics so i'm not like a dc fanboy but i enjoy what they do and i understand that one they are trying to catch up to marvel and they you know are about 10 years behind um i came in with mixed expectations i had i had not seen batman versus superman but saw how widely it was panned and um with a lot of the dceu stuff i have a lot of questions about how it was cast the only the only casting i'm really into was really wonder woman going in because I, I have a huge problems with both ben affleck and henry cavill or cavill i'm not actually sure how to pronounce it so I came, like hashtag I came for Wonder Woman, um, and then also I wanted to see Jason Momoa with no shirt because I'm a heterosexual female. But um, you know that's <laughs> that's how that goes. But and I I was pleased. I was pleased. I don't I don't think it's as good as some of the MCU offerings, but I I thought there were some good things and also some ridiculous things. So I, I'm gonna go pleased. For me, my expectations were tame at at best. Um, I wasn't. I didn't have too high expectations. I wasn't too low. I was. Because, again, I didn't really enjoy Batman versus Superman. Ben Affleck is not one of my favorite actors, as we've stated. If you haven't, go listen to the Batman versus Superman podcast that we did when it was released. Um, that's still out there. You can check that out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and as well as YouTube on our YouTube channel. But So that that's what really tempered my uh, expectations for this movie. But I was... I wanted to see, similar to Ready, is the introduction of Cyborg, of uh, The Flash in particular as well. And Aquaman. And we'll get into more detail about that of their introductions. But overall, I thought the movie was well done. Again, I wouldn't put it in my top 10 of anything, but I, I'll put it above Batman versus Superman, I'll tell you that much. Um, but it definitely did not, is not near Wonder Woman. The quality, the storyline, the just the, that was very well done. And as well, check out our Wonder Woman review um, as well. I agree with that. I mean, like like I said, uh, kind of like Ben said, I'm not disappointed in the movie. I, I thought it was what it was in the concept of it. It gave me what I wanted to see in the DC universe. The the connection with everybody as well as some progression in some concepts. Of course, I'm gonna have I do have a lot of gripes and we'll hit it as we go on, but it didn't disappoint, which was 
made me happy because I, I was I was ready to have that feeling like the Batman vs Superman disappointment. Well, well one okay. th- one thing that I realized that uh, it's done that it's accomplished um, that Marvel's lacking is we know from Batman versus Superman uh, and on, and then also even just a little bit when you heard some of the stories from uh, Diana uh, Wonder Woman that the overarching villain is Darkseid. It it like. In Marvel, well literally, they have to show you an end credit scene of I'll do it myself or to court death or to constantly remind you, hey, we know that we have all these villains that exist in the world, but the main villain happens to be this guy named Thanos. It's a big purple monster. I mean, you don't know what he does, like, you know, what his powers or anything, but we have not even seen Darkseid yet, but everyone knows Darkseid's coming. And that's one thing I'll agree with you on is the, the thing I did like about the movie, they never said Darkseid. Like... That was never brought up. But everybody, know, even people that weren't big fans, know it's Darkseid because just everything about his lore, it, it gets you intrigued. And if you didn't know who Darkseid is, it makes you want to figure out who is this big baddie that this dude is serving that seems to be pretty bad himself, you know what I'm saying? So it's it kind of pulls some of those fans in that may have not known about this particular character as well as his relationship with Superman as well as we're going to see in a few. Atlanta, what did you, what was your your overall feelings of the movie? Uh, like whether I enjoyed it or not. Yeah. Um, it's like I just I feel. I guess the I guess the the basic word for it is disappointment because mm. I I enjoyed watching parts of it. I always enjoy seeing Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. I think she's exemplary, and I actually don't even mind Ben Affleck. But I I don't I don't mind him because he's he's actually not in it that much in this particular thing. <laughs> he's he's not on screen that much, but. What I really don't feel at all is Henry Cavill's Superman. And I was raised on the 1950s era, like Nick at Night Superman. And I just, I always want to see someone who captures my my heart as much as that gentleman did. And I can't remember the actor off the top of my head. I was a child when I watched it. But um, I, I feel nothing when I look at Henry Cavill. He doesn't have a lot of charisma, either as Superman or as Clark, and um, he has zero chemistry with Amy Adams. Like, Did you negative like, chemistry with oh, Amy just Adams. Because I'm Nick at Night, that's a throwback. Yeah. Remember that? Um, what was his name as an actor? Was it Dean Cain? Oh, did you did you enjoy that Superman? Rendition? I actually didn't even watch it. Oh, okay. I didn't watch it, so I, cu- I couldn't speak on it. But um, I just, I don't... F- I, because I don't care about about Superman, I, I'm missing, like, a huge thrust of the of the film and I realized that they're all mourning him the whole time and and you know we resurrect him and they're supposed they're supposed to be all of this pathos and all of this energy created from trying to restore him and I just I don't feel it he's not Superman to me I'd much rather I don't care about Superman at all like never liked the character never like been a Superman fan so uh I don't think he does a bad role. When I think of Superman, he looks like the Kansas farm boy with the sturdy chin and stuff, and he looks like Superman to me. Um, But what I think they missed uh, the boat on, which was a fabulous Easter egg with inside of the film, was I would have much rather the savior that would have came to basically save the day as Steppenwolf was just giving them the business would have been the Green Lantern. I just, yes, I just, I felt they could have kept Superman dead for this movie and, and but, brought Superman back later on and th- to be a herald of Darkseid and rather and do that instead and just go on with the Green Lantern. But see, I got to agree with you because the whole movie, the whole time I'm watching this, if all I can think of is like, where the hell are the Green Lanterns? Like, it made no sense that you did not see him. That, you know, well, what Steppenwolf did say, he, that's he, main, that, was that was a plot point of reason why he came to Earth is because he said the Kryptonian is gone and there's no lanterns to go ahead and protect them. And then, you know, we saw like in the, the probably there's plenty of lanterns in that initial war, which that war was great because the war also showed the backstory that Diana gave in the Wonder Woman movie about all of the gods. We realized that before Ares tried to go ahead and take over, most of all of the gods died trying to battle against Darkseid in the first place. So I thought that was interesting, and they did a great job of tying that up. I just want to pay quick respect to George Reeves, who's the actor who played Superman in that in the the Adventures of Superman, which ran in the fifties okay. in the U.S. I just wanted to that's interesting name him. that they're 
Reeves, like multiple. I know, Reeves. right? Yeah. Interesting. And then Christopher Reeves. Is, yeah, yeah, that yeah. that is very interesting. It is interesting. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I just I I saw him when he was a kid. It's like one of those things that grabs you when you're a oh, child. And just to, just to say about Christopher Reeves, interesting enough, I was with Halloween and stuff coming around. I watched Ghostbusters, oh. and, I, and I saw the Bobby Brown music video that he had for like Ghostbusters, where they're like all through NYC. And if you watch that video, there's a clip of Christopher Reeves riding a bike. Nice. I saw it was like one of the last times you know he was walking. Somebody on Twitter posted that. Anyway, yeah, sorry to sorry to distract us. But to um, I'm missing my Superman. I, I want to touch on the introduction of these characters because I think that's pivotal. I do want to agree with uh, some of the things that you guys just said about um, the consistency that they are showing now. That is um, tying these movies together, the, tying the the plot lines uh, with Wonder Woman. The, like you said, the story about the Battle of Ares, and now we actually get to see glimpses of that. I mean, this. I thought that was very well done, um, very smart of them, and that helps bridge that Marvel disconnection. People from Marvel say yeah. that DC has is that disconnection that they have between the fact that they didn't introduce these characters before they brought them together, um, that thing. But I wanted to say, since this being the first team up for a majority of the team, what do you think about the introductions? And let's start with the first introduction, which was uh, Flash. Well, the Flash is awesome. I think the Flash, the the actor of the AKA Flash, aka Barry Allen, aka Barry Allen, this version of the Flash, Ezra Miller, aka yeah. the actor, and Ezra Miller, uh, he does a better job of being a quirky, weird type of teen. I feel than any person that has attempted to play even the Spi- TV show, even the TV show, even than any person that's attempted to play Spider Man since Toby. Um, what's his name? Uh, Tobey Maguire. Since Tobey Maguire played Spider-Man, you don't like, like Tom I, Holland I, though. Tom Holland. Is I so like dope. Tom Holland. I'm just saying that um, Ezra does a better job at like just encompassing that whole. I'm a teen that really doesn't have a place, and I'm just happy to be a part of the squad. Like this is cool. Like I just even thought as much as I like Tom Holland, I'm like I really enjoy this uh, Flash. And if they do a proper Flash solo film. When they get to the point where they start expanding into the universe and do their Flashpoint, which I'm pretty sure Flashpoint is going to be their version of Infinity Wars Mm. for them to go ahead and reset Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. When they do that, and when his character finally dies, I mean, it is going to be huge. And Yeah, I I liked him a lot. Oh, man, I I absolutely fell in love with that version of the Flash. Like, the whole concept of how he came in, where he's still even trying to understand the concept of his Speed Force power, where one of the funniest parts that we saw in the... the, um, Previews as well as in the actual movie, which made more sense. But he was like, I've never really been in battle before. I just run really, really fast and push people. And you got to realize in in just the concept of being super fast, that's a major thing. Because you just pushing somebody at 400 miles an hour is going to be devastating to almost anything. And they even alluded to multiple times of his infinite flash punch, his infinite mass punch. Where it's a, it's if you didn't know, it's a punch where he can he moves his hands so fast or he moves his any body part so fast that it's a punch stronger than a dwarf star exploding, and they alluded to that in the movie, which I loved, as well as the multiple like multiple comparisons with him and Superman, who's really faster. So it's it's the debate that's gone through. I believe like seven to ten different comic books, as well as in every cartoon series, and any time they've ever met from Smallville to like The Flash itself. Yeah. So I, I just, Flash is clearly faster. We than all know. This. I was gonna say let's, let's, let's touch on that since we brought it up. Yeah. Well, if, who, who 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 you got? You well, got the Flash. I got the Flash. It's just like regular track and field. Every now and again, you have like a U.S. person like Tyson Gay or Justin Gatlin that wins like or breaks a world record. But when is go time? When it's showtime in the Olympics, Usain Bolt at the end, does it make sense? Bolt, Flash, Lightning, that's, he's faster. It just is what it is. And, and plain and simple, Flash itself has the power of the speed force. The, the force itself that controls speed, one. He's the only one of the, like Superman could go back in time hours, but Flash can go back in time centuries. Like the, the, the level of speed as well as not only that, but he... He is speed itself where he could change his molecular structure to no longer be in consistent phase with the universe. He, he's, <laughs> but this is my only problem, though, is he's fast enough to go back in time to go ahead and save his mother from dying, but not fast enough in time to go ahead and have a talk with his father for leaving him in the first place. I mean, let's try to go ahead. Like, come on, Flash. Like, get some priorities together, man. <laughs> That's my only thing. Let's, let's try to go ahead and have a home in the Same, I can't improve on the arguments of either Ben or Reddy. It's Flash all day. Okay, it's Flash. Consistently. All and, right. And I, I love the quirkiness comparison, like Ben said earlier, with uh, the Spider-Man. You know, with Sp- you always need that, I'm a newbie, 
uh, and I'm kind of just coming to this thing not knowing what to do, and that was their version. Everybody else, for the most part, had some kind of maturity to them where they had some kind of experience that made them. So, if it, for example, um, if we talk about Cyborg, right? Cyborg. His, I don't know what's going on with Cyborg. His, and, and, they needed they needed some backstory. And, and yeah, in, in this current iteration, <laughs> the, we, we, all all that we know is he came from a mother box, but they didn't really explain, you know, who Sylvester. Uh, was it? Um, uh, oh my God, Sylvester Stone. Yeah, Sylvester Stone. Who he really was? He was a super great football star, but they didn't really give that background, so it was less of like. You couldn't get that love for him. He just like this random dude that got powers. And Sylvester Stone is played by Ray Fisher, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not Sylvester Stone. Uh, Cyborg is played by Ray Fisher, by the way. Um, oh, I was just going to say, I uh, the, I feel like there, something happened to him in the revisions of the Justice League script because the way they dropped him in makes it seem like he had a whole film by himself, and he has not. So they, were really, they, they threw him in there, and he has beautiful chemistry with Joe Morton, who plays his father. Like that, that was really great to watch. Yeah. I enjoyed every element of that. But like it's, it's very, it's very isolated. They had to make a lot out of very, very little that they were given in the yeah. script. And um, I would one hundred percent watch a backstory of that. Like you could, there, there was they, Joe and Ray brought so much to their scenes that I actually, without even knowing, assumed there was a cyborg film. They like I think the way it was dropped, and in. I think the reason why that might, why they what might explain that is that if you think about in the previous introduction of the characters, Cyborg had the longest introduction outside of Wonder Woman. Remember mm-hmm. um, where they showed the dad doing the experiment several times, several times, several times like they did have that. So I don't think that justifies how this was written in this uh, screenplay um, or this script rather for Justice League. But I think that might have went into the thinking of that. But I also think with his introduction, like I don't think at this point they could have done a solo movie because in the comic books itself and a lot of the new iterations of Cyborg, his creation started in this con- this whole time period. Yeah. So there, there was no Cyborg before the attack on, on, on the cities. Like, he was just a regular college kid, and his dad was a super smart uh, scientist that was working on a mother box. And certain things happened where he came in, and he ended up being come absorbed by the mother box, and et cetera, as we saw. But, like, that's why I wanted him to give, since this is his origin story, technically... They, I wanted them to give some prior. They could have even done like I just needed a, something. I needed a flashback with him playing, playing, his, football. playing his football game. Yes, getting into a car, a la um, remember the Titans, a little drunk, driving his homeboys, getting into a crash, and then having something that connects from the other uh, DC EU with uh, soups or or Lex or something like maybe Lex had maybe the crash of the car that he gets into is with. Uh, a LexCorp truck, and that oh. truck had a mother box in it, and therein lies like you know how everything like worked out because I'm like the mother box is how he has his technology, and we only see the mother boxes floating in the after credit scene of Batman versus Superman. Right, that's really unaddressed in the script as it stands. Like that's a great that's a great fix that you just proposed right there. No, y'all don't remember that scene <clears throat> where um, it's the disc that. Batman gets or the the information that he gets basically from Wonder Woman or Wonder Woman takes and it has like all of them lined up and that it had a whole bunch of scenes where the dad's doing experiments he has the mother box there with him and the son's like in the he's he's the, on the wall the, yeah the he's whole, on the wall the like in pieces in the, so protru- in the proving they don't even have stand. the yeah, same yeah, storyline yeah, yeah but something <clears throat> But, 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 but I agree but, with but you something that something happened that, to his son even to if put they, him on even, the wall even if they would have had that his son was crushed and disfigured and yeah. stuff by, they, by the Zod and Superman fight. Yeah, they you know, never like, explained why he's so jacked up or yeah. how it even happened. Like, now, that I agree. I'm just saying and that, that was a that problem kind to of me. explained the connection of him and the motherboard yeah. in, that, in that shot. Like, same, I agree. Like, it, that, that part is missing. I didn't actually understand that he was even injured. Because same thing, I'm, like, I'm not a comic book reader. I don't know Cyborg's backstory. So seeing mm-hmm. only what's presented in Justice League, I actually had questions for the dad about why we're experimenting on the sun because it's not mm, clear yeah, that he's it? injured. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, no, it's not there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That part I agree with. I was just saying on how you were saying they didn't introduce the connection of him and the motherboard together outside of after the fact. Right, agree. They yeah. did that prior. Now, I do agree with you as you, all of you are saying is, yeah, they could have did as in the motivation behind the father experimenting on his son, just not the fact that he was just, you know, like, because it, it was, you can, not they like you said, horrible human Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> but you, but you can tell by the relationship that they have that the it son still has thing. love for him. He's just upset 
Right, the like the the rage of because Ray Fisher gives a lot of rage to his version of Cyborg. Like, where's that coming from? And that's also like it's just it's it's just not it's not there. And may, maybe they're leaving it for the solo Cyborg project that I totally just looked up is coming out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Maybe there maybe that'll be like a beautiful, fully realized yeah. situation, like you were just saying, Ben. I think when they do that movie, they're gonna have to do the kind of like the back and forward where they literally start off with him playing football. And then all of a sudden, all the war stuff, and then him trying to actually get his powers. Because if not, it's really not going to make too much sense. It's going to have to almost be like how Spider-Man um, put it in his his single movie, how he did the Avengers whole fight, where it was like you know that his version of what was going on. That's the only way they can really do it, and it makes sense. What do you think about um, Cyborg's interaction with the rest of the group? And, well, his, and, his interaction and that... with Flash was beautiful. Yeah, they're they're both the two outsiders. Uh, he feels like he's an outsider because he has no level of humanity, he feels, because of like being an actual cyborg. And then you got the Flash. It's like, yeah, I'm just here. I'm not really a soldier. I don't know what's going on. And I liked their dynamic and their, you know, buddy. Like, I'd rather, you know, have them both just have like a little buddy-buddy, like, you know, team-up type movie. Was, yeah, they were funny together. And then, but also, I got a lot of darkness from Cyborg too. Like, I don't know if I'm still feeling what they chose to do with Luke Cage and stuff. And like, just recently, the political landscape in the last five years. But I was, I was really captivated by them showing Cyborg wearing wearing a sweatsuit yeah, over yeah. his I, body. I was gonna bring that up. Same yeah. thing, because he's like, he's clearly invulnerable under his hoodie. Like, I just, I don't know. I like immediately thought of it. I, it's still to me that to me that visual is still extremely charged. And. My mind instantly went there when it was a gray hoodie and he was walking in the alley and that, that interaction with um, uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. And then thought it was very well done. Um, and it was an interesting commentary in a landscape that, as you said, a person that isn't invulnerable where, and similar, like we said in Luke Cage, is that like crazy thing in this world, we don't have, we're not invulnerable. Right. And I, I love that interaction. Speak of that part, when when they came together, you can see how, Wonder Woman can see that he was he was still in his grief, but she she took it as you know that he's a strong warrior that he has the ability to become a strong heart. All the interactions showed that. That's why I love that chemistry where you you can see his rage building, but you can see her saying like that concept of like a sensei focuses on what's at hand. But I, I want to touch on that too. Is I I, I want to what did you think about that interaction? Do you think that was a commentary on how people of non color should try to help and understand? The oppressed view. What do you think about that? Because if we're taking the how he was presented of him in the hoodie in that Trayvon Martin um, type of uh, imagery, what do you think was her role and her placement in that in that regard? Um, off top, how I respond to that is you can see this actually in in Wonder Woman's movie by herself. But one of her one of her non physical gifts is her humanitarianism. She reads humanity everywhere she looks. Like when she's trying to join the trench in 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 there, she can she can barely actually focus to to I'm sorry, she can barely actually focus to walk through because she's so distracted by the misery around her. And then like she's bringing that same like to in her her ability to read humanity is a type of superpower. And I and I and I do think there's I do think there's some important political messaging there that she's she's not afraid of cyborg because even though he's actually quite distanced from human at the time that she meets him she can see his face and read it all there so i think i think there is something there they don't they don't they don't force it down our throats it's open to interpretation but it's there i I think it's there to read if you want to and then it's like also um she's themiscaring true you know like and she didn't well it'd be it she's themiscaring and it's like two things one thought process you go with is she doesn't really know anything about like race and like how it's seen especially in america however maybe she also does know and she is trying to go ahead and combat that because remember when the scenes happened where um what's his name was like kind of trying to proposition her for sex and she's just all like oh yeah you know i've read books i've heard things i know about like what like goes on like you know obviously they were being taught by whoever was getting information from the outside world. So she then may actually know about the struggle uh, that's existed for African-Americans in the world, and particularly in the United States of America, to where she is cognizant of that and was the reason why she gave Cyborg the space that he needed. True, because also, like, she is, she's positioned as a... 
as a brilliant mind, right? Like she's such a polyglot, like she knows all these languages. She's read a ton, you know, excellent uh, expertise on history. I think that's a great point there, Ben. I, I didn't think about it from that perspective as that, but I, the way that I saw it was more of the fact that she's just so open-minded to situations because as you touched on, she's shown several instances. The other instance was, remember, um, I brought it up on the Wonder Woman review, I believe as well, of that scene with her and I don't remember uh, the character, but basically um, she asked him why he's not an actor. And he basically intimated that it's because of his color. Like it's, right. there, there's, yeah. there's barriers outside of his reach, outside of working hard and just being diligent, which was, to her, was... Which kind of actually counteracts what you were saying because to her that was, well, but at, probably at this time she's aware of it because she's been living in this world. Yeah, but also too, remember in the world she's living in and the information she was getting in World War II, no one was writing critical race theory books yeah, that's true. about appropriation inside yeah, of film. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, you know, like for her, the Lawrence of Olivier that she may have watched was the Lawrence Olivier. Like she's not thinking about like, oh, you know, she may have, probably corrected one of them like well actually you know according to my mom who was living during those ages cleopatra actually looked more like serena williams you know she didn't look like elizabeth taylor but, like she she may not be able to you know go ahead and say i mean those you, <laughs> you gotta also think about this from that same movie there was two other major scenes that show that race to her had two different impacts on the island themselves you can see all the women themselves were a variety of colors from black to white women and no one was any less or any more they were just all warriors but then once again in the movie when they were in the trenches and they just met the Native American brother, she was he, she asked a question along the lines of, "What happened to your people?" Oh yeah, they were destroyed by his people. So that that was kind of that other race moment where she was able to see like what mankind is like on nationality, race, and yeah. as well as distinction of lines. Yeah, and then once again, like I said, if she does know something, the books that she would have read, we already were experiencing it highly now with whitewashing. She would not know anything, you know, really about like Native Americans like that, you know. Mm. And they're also like, just like I had like a deep, you know, base of the skull spinal cord reaction seeing a white woman fearlessly encountering a man of color on the street. Cause like you never see that version of that encounter. Like it's just, it's never depicted. Like there, there's just, it's very, it's very stacked and loaded every other time. And it's like, it, and Yes, she's Wonder Woman, but like even even if you don't even if you didn't know anything about the story, even if you couldn't hear the dialogue, the way she's the present in the yeah. street is so profound. In a yeah. dark alley, with, yeah, with mm-hmm. a at night, a yeah. big black man with a hoodie on, yeah, and 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 a, a, and, and a, was literally a asking slimmer female, him. yeah, and was literally just like asking him his feelings about things and trying to go ahead and understand That's what was going on which is exactly. which saying that which is the which is the opposite of what the MCU did with Jessica Jones more so meeting Luke Cage and instead it being like okay you're this big black guy like okay once again we're just going to go ahead and sexualize everything with leading them and like it was a totally different scene that had a lot more power to it to where it's like you know, him just realizing it's like, hey, I don't want to fight for that's, you. Like, that's actually one of the ways in which I find Wonder Woman to be divine is she. there is some sexuality there, but it's super downplayed on the list of stuff about her. Like, mm-hmm. I made this point when we discussed the, the project by itself, but, like, the fact that she's a, a beautiful woman is, like, the fifth or sixth most interesting thing about her instead of the first yeah. most interesting yeah. thing about her. And and uh, just touching back on, or piggybacking off what you were saying, that's what I took from that scene from her perspective. Is just the openness and wanting to understand, because I believe that is the the approach that I think is needed. Because again, you you only can understand what you can understand. You only have an experience that you can that you have. But if you, I just feel like if you approach it with that of instead of let me judge you and and crucify you, let me understand why you're doing what you're doing. Let's understand. The, the, there's a reason behind this. What is the reason? What what got you to this point? And she was okay because we give with everybody him else not that, being ready but, to talk about yeah. it. And, and, it was right? amazing. He was, not, she and, was okay with him not being ready to talk about, it and still and pursued him that. afterwards exactly. to try to get him. To be oh, part of and another major point: she was able to read him as young, because like, because especially black men are just robbed of the perception of childhood. Like anyone mm. who looks who's above five foot five is an adult. I mean, yeah. I'm saying that in huge scare quotes. Like the fact that she. And she's like, a, she's immortal, right? So she's timeless. Like it's, it's, um, 
her being able to instantly re- and give him space to not know exactly as you were saying, like she Had she's very parental yeah. with him. And that's one of the things I said out earlier that was uh, such a great thing about him. She always saw him as who he was. You know, she never had a mistake. And this is a kid learning to be a warrior. You know, he had he's forced to be a warrior, not because of choice, not because of even society, just because of what happened to him. He became part of a mother box, part of an alien technology that was bent to take over the world. So when she came up to him, she that all that was kind of portrayed in that. Like, she's like, I understand you're about to go through a lot of stuff when you're ready to talk to him I'm here, but I'm not going to go too far where she made sure she she had that 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 like arms reach but always there yeah. like i got your back when you need it why batman on the other end was like is our weapon here or yeah. not and she's like give him time to like and, you know and isn't that an interesting dynamic that he's uh, a white billionaire and that was his approach to a black man that has um has something he wants has some abilities not, a, not at all i see it all the time when i watch college football on but, saturdays but, like wait he's got a concussion throw his ass back out there and through the whole movie <laughs> though, if, if, if you really want to look at that if you really want to look at that concept he did that through the whole movie even at that and the ending when he needed him to control it and finish it it was still you are you're my tool i need you to get this done like, get it done. I don't care how you... I know you don't know how. I know you have no experience doing this. And you. no one's telling you how, but get it done. I don't care how. It was that authoritativeness again. I want to touch on... Because um, we've spending a lot of time on... Uh, I mean, uh, Cyborg and Wonder Woman. Which is, which is great, too. Yeah. Especially because I'm like... They deserve There's it. not probably too many reviews or things where people are going to go in-depth about Cyborg. Because there's not a lot there, there to talk and that's true. about it. And, and I think all those points that we made were valid and, and interesting to, to pick up on. Um, but I want to touch on uh, Aquaman as well. <laughs> yeah. um, Sorry, I mean, I'm so thirsty. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad. okay. We, pun, pun intended. We you okay know, with he, it. It's the he sea. Is, he is, yeah, Dripping he off his chest. Um, I mean, I'm disappointed somewhat in him because what? I mean, Me he, didn't, he didn't talk to no damn fish. I was expecting him to go ahead and like call out some like. I was expecting to see a scene like what you saw in Jurassic World. With the end, with the megalodon yeah. coming out and just grabbing the uh, you know special like dinosaur and pulling it, I was expecting to see somewhere Steppenwolf is like you know trying to go ahead and attack them, and all of a sudden you just see like an orca whale so, come out of yeah, nowhere and, and just grab I, I, them. Into I was the doing sea. that the whole time. The whole the whole time they were fighting, I'm thinking like, yo, it would be so dope right now if a kraken just came, so I fucking some shit up. Like yeah. I was like, that would be so Aquaman. They gotta save that does. for the, the for next Aquaman but, movie. Even if they, but they, they didn't even do like his basic powers when it just comes to. Him using he had okay, you saw his strength, his his skin, he can swim fast, but like no, you, you didn't see his talk. Everyone knows Aquaman for the talking to fish. I, maybe they were trying to get away well, from him because they didn't want to be funny. By stepping wolf in that's his what I was own arena. arena. That's what I. That's like, you know what I'm real though. Like you in the water, like in the water. Superman is not supposed to be able to get with Aquaman. Like Superman right. has problems with Aquaman in the water, mm. you know. So I'm like, that that's supposed to be now. Granted, he didn't have the trident completely yet. He went to go yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you that's could tell the in the film. backstory that they're basically saying he's new to this, not true to it yet in the terms of his powers. So that's cool. But also, um, I'm really hoping that you know, for his villain, like the, they better Manta. have Black Manta in there, you know, cause that's what I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see Black Manta. And you said you were disappointed too. Do you right say more about that? I was disappointed because I think that would have been a prime opportunity to at least even mention Black Manta. Black uh, Manta? Black, Black Manta. Ma- Black Black, Manta. Yeah. yeah, so Black Manta is his villain. Mm, yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, great actual backstories that I'm interested to see which backstory they get into. So Black Manta... That, has that been cast yet? Do we know who's going to be Black I Manta? I think they have cast it. All right. And Black Manta, there's a few There's a few backstories, but one of the backstories, um, he's you know trying to go ahead and take over the ocean. This is my favorite get, one. Gets into it with... Um, uh, Aquaman ends up like taking Aquaman's son. Aquaman tries to come back for his son. Yeah. He kills Aquaman's son. Dies. And so, wait, wait, but see that 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 storyline has two splinter cells because one side he dies, the other side he doesn't die. He and he loses his hand. One yeah. second. Uh, the Black Manta casting is Michael K. Williams. Oh, that's oh. absolutely phenomenal. That's going to be dope. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. Nice. I, I just wanted to throw that in there because once I saw that, I was like, ooh, yes. Uh, I Chalky need to, I White, need to baby, that. a.k.a. Omar from The Wire. Wire exactly. I mean, you know, <laughs> but, goes on and on. See, if they do that one, I personally would rather them do the one where he loses his hand over the one where he loses his son. But when he loses his son, you do get the, the ability of Aqualad. Yeah, but also when he loses his son in that backstory... 
Black Manta takes off of his takes off his helm, yep. and the readers they have it as like a fourth wall type of break, and the readers are like, "What? Black Manta is black?" And he like makes a, a you know thing where he's basically like you know hence the name Black Manta because due to racial injustice, the character was created to where because there was no place for his people on land, he wanted to go ahead and then take over Atlantis for African Americans then to go ahead and rule under in the sea. Uh. Oh, yeah. And so that's why he so, has to wear it. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, uh, another backstory that existed, uh, which was the original one, which was kind of dark yeah. for Marvel, about, yeah. is uh, he was kidnapped and is on a ship is Black Manta and is continually sexually molested and assaulted by his captors. And he's looking out and sees Aquaman one day and he's calling out to Aquaman for help. And Aquaman doesn't notice him. Whoa. Either of actually either of those is insane. Wow. They're not doing that one, bro. I, so like, <laughs> Well, Hollywood was mm. with, uh, with the success of what, with, with the, uh, with the, with the, what just won the Academy Although, Award with the success of Moonlight? Like, also, I mean, it, it depends on who's writing it. The movie also, yet. Terry Crews just cracked open who can be a victim of sexual yeah, assault. Yeah, who can be sexual that's assault. True. That's true. Which is 100% and it, and it would make sense that serious right now. If, if Momoa's character, obviously, the age difference, it would be the king of Atlantis prior. The prior mantle of Aquaman may have right, been the person right, that didn't help him. Right, because he's younger than this other you guy. Know, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Hmm. I'm just, it'd be very, I was, what did you, I just want what did you guys to make of the aesthetics of it though? Like, cause like, cause I, one of the things I loved about seeing Jason Momoa is that he, he, he looks right to me. Although yeah. I didn't read the, I didn't read the comics. I mean, yeah, he looks, I'm glad that he made this movie mm. because like had his career been at the height that it is now mm. about 15 years ago then instead he would have been cast uh opposite johnny depp in a pirates of the caribbean movie oh no you're right <laughs> you know, like a, as the you're villain right. of like a pirates of the caribbean movie you're right so um and, the aesthetics um, are perfect for the way nice you know aquaman's and supposed just, to look. just quick shout Except- out to introducing him in like fucking iceland or whatever they are because i really liked the contrast of uh water god coming out where it's all glaciers and super cold shit and he's just like wev i'm good like it, and I don't once know. again you get the mythology of what we talked about in right a, a prior podcast where we were talking about mm-hmm. the mythology of the North mythology of yes. Valhalla and all those things. Once again, very close also with the water of when it comes to those gods and gods. Like, right. And like anywhere is it Atl- like anywhere he walks is Atlantis. Like that yeah. message is very strong the way that he is laying that out. Yeah. Similar to like what we said about the people of uh, Asgard. Yeah. I want them to get wherever story they take Aquaman gets Aqualad. I like Aqualad. Because yeah. if they bring Aqualad, that means he, that means Black Manta has to have sex with Atlantean. I'm not that big of a fan of Aqualad. I'll you be, ain't I'll Aqualad. I like Aqualad. Aqualad, his, his story itself is is, is engaging, even just, though he gives, technic- he gives technically me, he portrays he gives his father. me Rhodey vibes. He, he portrays his father <laughs> to work for you know you know Aquaman. No, but yeah, in, he gives me Rhodey from but, MCU but slash in, the Falcon. He gives me the black sidekick role. No, but, in, vibes. In young, that, that, but that works. That's but who in, he is. He's a sidekick. No, but in Young Justice, he's the he ends up being he's the, the leader. leader, even over he's, Robin. He's the leader over Robin. But does Robin ever listen to his ass over anything? The the decisions are made through Robin. Like Aqualad, like. If, if he's supposed to be the leader, it's like if anybody, you know, listening to this is a sports fan, it's just like when Donovan McNabb was leading the Eagles at quarterback. Like, no, don't do like it like he, that, bro. Aqualad's kind of like the company black man, like superhero person. Like, I'm oh, just bro, not come really. On, bro. I'm, I, a, I'm just be real. Aqualad's like, concept is dope. Nah. I, I like who like Aqualad is. It, it was just Young like Justice Rhodey. Dope. I didn't dope. get a chance to throw that shade in when we did our MCU. Like, Rhodey is so trash. Like, when Tony Stark's talking about, give me my roadie back, I'm just all like, oh my gosh, and is he going to go ahead? It, it remind me of the scene of... Rhodey um, never had no power, though. Aqualad ever. had, he was a yeah, leader. Rhodey, Rhodey, was recognized Rhodey as a leader. Aqualad, all those guys, they remind me of, um, what's his name, from Candyland and uh, Django. Like, I mean, it's just, uh, oh no, <laughs> Batman, Robin, is we sick too? Like, I'm just He's not, I'm just not with him. I'm all just, right, I'm man. just not with him. I feel it. I'm with him. I, I like Aqualad. I don't like Rhodey, though. I'm gonna be real. I never did. I like Rhodey. But what I'll say is, um, I like Don Cheadle's Rhodey. Let's. Uh, yep. I mean, I like Don Cheadle's as an I, actor. I, I liked. Um, I like Terrence Howard's Rhodey. Nah, you I know, didn't. and for I every didn't. person nah. that enjoys uh, Iron Man, just go read the backstory when um, 
Robert Downey Jr. was on his third chance in Hollywood after he had made his recovery before um, and then was put on Ally McBeal, won an Emmy, and then had a relapse again. Wait, it was his homeboy on. Terrence Howard that got him the role uh, with Iron Man. And then when Terrence Howard wanted to go ahead and renegotiate a little bit more money and asked his friend to go ahead and put a nod out there, Iron Man turned into... Um, What's the character that's now in the MCU? Uh, Iron Man turned into Black Bolt because he became real silent. Uh, and he didn't help his friend out. And then he was just replaced. Hold so on, let me zip up my coat. It's shady. Damn. Damn. All right. And on that note, we are going to move on that to is not um, wrong, though. the introduction of Steppenwolf. What do you think of him Whatever. as a villain? He was, a, he was an okay villain for what he was supposed he to be. Was he was initially supposed to be a side villain. All the other villains that we see typically in... Um, these films gone. are. I mean, he was giving Wonder Woman the business. He was putting he's hands getting, on and, Superman. And, and then he, he got, was putting and hands then, on. And Water. then he got whooped so easily, though. Easy. I mean, come on, shoot, bro. he was killing. He killed all those Th- Themyscarin, uh Amazonians left and right. True. I mean, he was tough. But then he got ate by his own things. Come on, bro. That's just weak. I just. I he wish... should have been strong enough to knock, knock them off, though. That's all I'm saying. I don't. I just. I just. I need my villain to actually make some screen time. Like I respect the state of the art of CGI, but the fact that we never even see Karen Hines, like I feel mm-hmm. it. He's yeah. got a beautiful voice, but that has nothing to do. Like it's the vocal performance is there. I can't disrespect it, but like I, I can't ever get there. Cause I know I'm looking at a drawing the whole fucking time. I can't get past it. I would have much enjoyed. This was missing. This was missing instead having Granny Goodness and Caliban uh, yeah. of the new gods like uh, to me in here. I, I would have liked that better because Steppenwolf is always like like you said earlier. He's he's a side character. Like if they really wanted to do a real good introduction to the dark side, they could have had Granny Goodness. They could have had uh, I forgot her Cal- name. Or, uh, uh, the chick with the axe. There was this one chick oh, with the axe. Well, Barda. Yeah, Barda. Okay. And these are some of the more the staple people of that island. You know. Of, of that world, but they use Steppenwolf was always a bitch character that's been beat up one on one just by a Green Lantern. Like he in the comic books, he was well. Never... He, he in the comic books, he rarely has been around, but he, he but, did. But he killed um all father all father uh, of um high no not high garden high garden yeah high garden yeah he killed the all father of high garden he killed his do you wife. Me, you, you remember how he did that though? Yeah, it was just some random beam by accident. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it wasn't even like I tried to. It was a business. Like he he was he was never he shouldn't. Have been the main person to introduce Darkseid. Like I would, I really, if you really wanted, they could have. But even in the cartoons, they went ahead and did that, where Caliban wants to go ahead and do it for his father and stuff, and he's just all like, "No, I need a proper hunter." Yeah, and he picks Steppenwolf so every time. So you know, they're just they're just keeping with and it. And then with what you said earlier, D-Ray, he didn't die. He did get jacked up because remember they do respond to fear, but he just opened the mother box home. He went home. When he got sucked up into the portal, he's not dead. Yeah, he's not dead. We're, we're going to see him in the next movie. Yeah, Steppenwolf's 100%. not gone. He's not dead. He just got sucked up home. He Now, Darkseid okay, well, may I mean, kill him. I mean, and he was killing Green Lanterns on the field in that flashback left to like, right. You saw rings just flying. Just flying. Just, just falling from the sky <laughs> like it was raining rings. It's raining rings. You feel me? Like, so, I mean, he's going to go back. He's going to get probably tortured for days. What's probably going to happen in the next movie, so this Granny leads- Goodness is going to torture shit out of him, and then when they finally come back to the island, he's going to try to get his redemption and get his ass stomped on again, and then they're going to go to Dark Side. So this leads me into the next thing that I wanted to go into is predictions for how they're going to propel this. And then I want, well, I want let's actually, before we get into predictions, what... Because we already gave our overall impressions, but what? Because I remember there were some things that you said already that you didn't really enjoy. Is there any things that you didn't really enjoy overall? Almost oh, um, definitely that I, we that we didn't touch on so far. I absolutely before we get into predictions. I absolutely hated and thought it was really stupid how they had Superman come back when Superman originally came back. His his he, you know he starts attacking the whole team and he picks up um. Batman, apparently he doesn't remember nothing, but he can remember the one line, do you bleed? So he goes into that, but he, he has no memory of anything else when that there was so much that happened before and after that. That's just the dumbest concept. And then you the whole, the whole use of him as Superman, most of the fight against Steppenwolf, you could have told everybody else to sit down and take a seat and just have Superman really go in. Because when, when, he, when he defeated him, it was like that. It was like, why did I need y'all in the first place? I, and it, it, it lowered the ability because Wonder Woman is actually... In the comic books and in every concept of it, she is a trained warrior. 
So how, how they how easily she got slapped around by Stephen Wolf so, uh, so many times did not make me feel good because she has the strength of Superman <coughs> as well as she has a better battle sense. Superman just has more powers, and they made it seem like Superman was not only the better fighter, but he was the better being. But in all honesty, she should have had more screen time fighting him and winning against him instead of getting an ass whooped. Well, I thought he he's such a powerful uh, being. Uh, it just lets it set up for you know the same thing where it's like oh. Well, you guys had trouble with me. Well, Darkseid's going to be on his way. But with Superman, I would have done this. Um, They did it in one of the DC animated shorts, which DC's animated is absolutely phenomenal. The best. It's way better than Marvel's, actually. without a doubt. And um, they... They had uh, the situation where it was like, I think it was the Flash uh, paradox and Superman's been like held in this like area for forever and he's finally like freed and he looks emaciated and stuff. Oh, weak and anorexic. Yeah, weak and anorexic and he comes to the rescue and then he just like is so confused by what's going on. He just, boom, flies away. I would have rather that happen. I would have rather Superman goes through the scene, they bring him back. He like is crazy. He's, you know, absolutely wrecking them. Lois Lane comes out there. His mom comes out there. He has, like, a brief moment where he, like, you know, has some sanity. And then I would have liked him to kind of, like, just kind of lose his mind for a bit. Push Lois and his mom away. And then just, boom. Just take off. Go to Fortress of Solitude. Go to Fortress of Solitude. And then find a way to beat Steppenwolf without him so that the second movie starts out with them on their way to the Fortress of Solitude to figure out, like what's going on with Superman. But before they maybe get there, a boom tube opens up and Dark Side gets him. I don't Those know. Those deep rewrites, though. Hey, shoot. The, 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 the things about these movies, though, they were doing rewrites like, you know, a week before the film was coming out. <laughs> the reason why I kind of like yours because it would have been a really good introduction to why they had a why Green Lantern came. Because yeah. the boom tube would have came, Dark Side would have came out, Superman would still been MIA. They could have done something like, Superman's been missing. We saw him come back for a few days and then he's been missing for the last 16 months. Boom tube comes and then Green Lantern's like, yo, I got this. And then they realize that even with Green Lantern's power, yeah. that they're still getting the ass whooped. What they fail to realize, in my opinion, is. Superman is their Hulk. And there's a reason why they're not doing re they're doing other solo Hulk films because a character that highly powered needs people. Like it it just it defies logic even in fantasy it's just like, well why don't you just have him take out this person if he's this this crazy. So it's like they should be a coming attraction. Similar I always grew up as a wrestling fan as a kid and um you only, back in the 80s, when, you know, there was only a little bit of TV, you only saw Andre the Giant on TV a few times. No, that's true. Because it mattered when Hulk Hogan picked him up and slammed him. It, like, Andre the Giant was undefeated for years. He had lost, like, you know, you go to your local, like, town and watch it. But on TV, he never lost. And that's how Superman is to me. And that's how, you know, the Hulk, and that's why they should kind of model what, the MCU is doing with the Hulk is what they should do with Superman. He should sparingly be used. He should but, pop around when Darkseid finally comes. But to me, the problem with that comparison is when we look at the MCU universe, you you have a Hulk, but you also have like a Thor, a god, an actual proverbial god that's on your team. With on on that side, you you have yes, we know Diana's kind of a god, but they never give her that that title like she's god. She's like the little lowercase g god because they they've never actually shown her to be to be that level of beastness and. In this particular movie, she was always second banana to Superman, which is one of my gripes about the movie. Because if we look at her, if she can fight one on one with an actual god, her, 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 technically her brother, and win, and win with some amazing powers and amazing things, where she's flying and doing other things, when that's why I was disappointed. But the only problem is her powers are her powers, as we know, Superman's powers are also augmented by the fact that we have this thing called the sun, yeah, in in the sky. So it's like he he has unlimited powers. Even with that, we 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 still seen her doing some ridiculous stuff. Unlimited powers because of his anger. But see. They're still cheaping her down because they're giving Thor his just due that he's a god, but they give they're not giving it to her. She's still a psychic almost True. in that comparison. But of but the every movie. but every person is is kind of scaled down because we just talked about Aquaman. Everybody's waiting for yeah, Aquaman, yeah, and in true. his own domain of water, he's getting his ass handed to him. Like so, it's like almost everyone's weaker than what they need to be. So that's why if the coup de gras, if the whole we need him back, we're going to go ahead and revive him. We need this one special shot. 
then he's the type of person that he only comes out once in a blue moon. See, he's a special attraction. I think the reason why they're doing it like this is because when we go to the next set of movies, it's going to already be a past almost all the individual movies. It's gonna, it'll be, I think it was maybe another uh, Wonder Woman. There's probably already, at that point, there will be the Flash movie. It's a cyborg movie. We'll Shazam. already be out. Shazam. So you'll be able to add because these other characters. That's what I was going to I'll tell you the movie they really need, especially if they want to go ahead and compete with like how folks love... Uh, what is his name? Deadpool. They need a Lobos film. <laughs> Lobos. They ain't gonna do, Lobos cusses and drinks too much. They ain't gonna do a Lobos. No, that's exactly perfect. what they got out of. That's exactly what they got out of Deadpool. Like, this let's be honest. It's not hard to mess up. I knew Deadpool was gonna be great because Deadpool was great. Primarily, most of the people that are writing these films are, you know, between thirty-five to fifty-year-old white men. Like. Deadpool, when it reads all the sophomore humor and jokes and third wall breakings, like it's not hard to relate to Deadpool. So it's like the same thing with Lobos. Like if you can write Deadpool, you can write Lobos. Interesting, especially if you need it to finance other parts of the project that are less commercial. Yeah, what Just I was saying. what I was gonna say is um, that gets to the prediction aspect of it because what you were saying is if they had to revive Superman to beat Steppenwolf, and he's your strongest hero. How are y'all gonna beat Darkseid? So well, I mean, you have to. That's what I'm saying. That's Batman's why I said probably I, gonna beat Darkseid by by tricking him. Because from a power standpoint, even the cartoons have showed it. The uh, the comics have showed it. One on one, hand to hand, Darkseid is a god. Yeah, and he this, will destroy. But Superman. this is what I'm saying. Yeah. If if Batman couldn't outsmart Steppenwolf, how is he gonna outsmart? How's how is he gonna outsmart Darkseid? By the team. That's, so, what that's what I'm saying. But, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just giving you, I was saying yeah. the credit, it would have been smarter to, like you said, have Superman be revived or be brought up later because then it makes it more tangible that, okay, Superman is that icing on the cake or that, that cherry on top. But because that's going to be push you over, added to think, all the qualities of the rest of the think team. Of, think you of need this. Superman smarts. You need Wonder Woman's humanity slash extreme power in one regard. You need but, Superman's super strength. Like everybody has their role. The the and reason that's why that's the ending. The reason why I think they did like this is because once we have all like I was saying earlier, once we have all these other movies come out, I think they're gonna have like Dark Side does come and then Superman the right now Justice League is gonna go against them and absolutely lose. They're gonna get their ass handed to them. And that's when they're gonna realize they're gonna need the the Green Lantern. They're gonna need a bigger team. They're gonna need Shazam. They they're gonna need them and they're gonna bring them in because Shazam has Equal powers almost to Superman in almost every regard. The strength, the speed. He has this magic on his side. He has natural ability. Then we have Green Lantern, which is one of the most powerful beings in the cosmic universe of a ring that can construct that's everything. That, so, that's why they're going to beat him. Because yeah. simple as that is, the difference is they didn't have it. In the next movie, you will hear, in brightest day, in, in darkest night, night, no, no evil, evil shall escape my might. Evil Let those who worship evil's might beware my power, go. Green Lantern's light. You feel you, me? When you hear that, you know it's the over. song. It's, it's, you know, it's, like, and, and hopefully it's Jon Stewart, you know, Green yeah. Lantern, but it probably won't be, but, no, no, you know, it'd be cool. But they have Stewart. said that, no, no, that the Green Lantern movie is going to have multiple Green Lanterns. It's not just going to be about one. They want to do the three of them. They want to do the Guy Gardner. Okay. They, they want to do the Jon Stewart, and they want to do the Hell Druin. It's not, the Green Lantern movie is not going to be about one. It's going to be about the corp. But it's gonna be the corp in a certain section of the universe, so that's why I like that concept because I wish I, they did the Blue Lantern movie though. But no, that's, that, like the, that's like see, the best. Story. You're getting too confusing now because <laughs> you're getting too confusing the with Blue all the different Lantern colors. Is hope. <laughs> it should be though because that's different. That's a different like depicting the trifecta. Like that's gonna be different. A different way to do it. I'm interested. I think that's something that would be in like the Green Lanterns individual movies. They'll start talking about the other lanterns, the Red Lantern, the Yellow Lantern. Oh, the Red Lantern. Those, that's, that's, you know what I'm saying? That rage, that stuff. anger. And uh, you know, the Pink in his own movie, again, the Pink Lantern will be, uh, will be in there too because it's all the stars. But that, that's beside the point. But it will come in. I'm telling you. So, predictions. We kind of went into them a little bit. Let's give, I, I would like to hear your what you think overall is going to be in the next to come. Uh, what is in, the next movie? Uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Um, well, here once again they I, they lost opportunity. They already have the they already have the stories. I enjoy it when they did Justice League War, and at the end of Justice League War, um, because of everything that all the humans did, um, it affected what was going on uh, in Atlantis, and then Ocean Master was all like, "Okay, like we need to, Dad, go ahead and." attack the humans but clearly i think they've shown that aquaman's father's dead 
Um, his mother is dead. I don't see Ocean Master anywhere. So I don't know what's going to be next. Uh, they had um, Lex. Lex is basically you got to figure out what, what is going to go on with Lex. So we, we got and we, just, we just looked up the next coming set of movies in order. It will be Aquaman December 21st, 2018. Sazam April 5th, 2019. Wonder Woman 2. Uh, November 1st, 2019, and then an untitled DC film, 2020, February 14th, then Cyborg, That's untitled, gonna be the League and then it's going to be Green Lantern Corp in 2020 after two untitled DC movies. Okay. Um. And now one of those untitled DC movies we that has been confirmed in the past that it will be another ind- individual Batman movie with Ben Affleck. But he's trying to get out of that, which I hope he does because he sucks as Batman. So I know that's going to be um. one Batman, but I don't, I think, the 2021, it probably will be the, I, I believe the June 5th, 2020 will be the next um, Justice League. Yeah. To be because honest, right I don't know Corp. To be honest, I would hope, this is where I hope it would go. I would hope they might even take a page from Marvel and take an aside from the dark side and focus on, focus on the Flashpoint Paradox maybe. And and use and use that as a movie. So similar, like to how um, Ultron became almost like a mini villain in the long ten year arc of the MCU's goal of getting to the end, where it's like, okay, you've fought all these villains. Now, as a result of fighting the villains, you created this other villain named Ultron, which then caused what happened on uh, Zakovia, which then is you know what led to dude killing the Black Panther's father. It pushed the story further. It'd be interesting to go ahead and get that to where. Possibly Darkseid is able to get the anti-life equation easier because there's something that goes wrong with the multiverse because of what the Flash does. Um, mm. Ultimately, the Darkseid story is cool for the DC uh, EU. I would have been cool if they would have, at this point, already got to Darkseid and we had the end of the movie because, to me, their strength is in their multiverse. And I would much rather watch the Flashpoint Paradox and I would much rather watch a crisis on two Earths and get a chance to go ahead and see the and see the Injustice League and and talk because the one thing that Marvel lost out on is they didn't really go after Civil War the right way where Civil War ends up being a microcosm for the macro world that we live in with regards to the Patriot Act and regards to the destruction of the Fourth Amendment. So Nailed it. So, so with that, I'm looking at it to where I'm like, man, it would be awesome if you bring in the Injustice League to where then you talk about, hey, wait a minute. Who appointed you superheroes like the rulers of our governments? Amanda Waller talks about it a little bit, and we get a little bit of it in uh, Suicide Squad and, you know, stuff. But it'd be great to really, like, figure out, like, hey, so here's what would happen if the Justice League was evil. And as a result, now that puts a set in motion of Cadmus, which is their, like, version of S.H.I.E.L.D. slash also a little bit of Hydra, which then is like, okay... Now, for the next five, six years, we have a story plot line to where the humankind does not trust, you know, the Avengers at all. Or not Avengers, but the Justice League at all. So, I, I'd rather it go that way. I want them to wrap up the Dark Side story quick. I was just going to, um, I think that what you put forth, Ben, is really great. I, I just want to throw out a little bit of commentary on the casting of Jesse Eisenberg, because I love him, but I cannot understand him as Lex Luthor. It baffles me every single time I look at it. It just makes no sense to me at all. And I I I enjoy his Lex Luthor, because I like the choice to make him very theatrical and sort of effeminate, actually, the way that he does his line readings. Um, but I just, I see like, cause they're, they're clearly leading like they're, you know, they're, they're, they're putting it out there that we can have an injustice league project very soon. It's maybe one of these untitled ones that we just read down with ready. Um, you know, cause in that little PS at the end of justice league and I, I can't see it. I can't understand it with Jesse Eisenberg in that casting. That's actually, that, and that goes back to my original point about whether I enjoyed the film, what is going on with the casting? I still, I'm still not into it. I would much rather have, since obviously it's he not working Doom. out with, with um, 20th Four. Century Fox, I would much rather have Julian McMahon as, uh, as, Lex as Lex Luthor. 
nice. bald head. I mean, he ever since he kind of stepped into like America's like TV screens on the TV show Nip Tuck. Yeah, yes. he's always had a way of playing this God complex type character. Unfortunately, everything since Nip Tuck hasn't been great from him or great for him from a project perspective, but it hasn't been his fault. It's not his fault that, you know, those Fantastic Four movies were horrible. I thought he was playing a decent Doom, but that he could only do what they could work with. Now with, you know, the Snyders of the world and stuff, I think he would have been a much better Nice. If, if I could have it my way, I would kind of hope that they do two things. They kind of, after this dark side, they do some kind of futureness because I do get tired of just seeing the same, same five characters, movies remade, remade, remade. In DC, one of the things I love about their cartoons, they have such a diverse universe and so many people with so many substances and layers. So that's why I'm hoping with, I'm seeing all this Shazam and, and, and Green Lantern. There's so many great movies that can come from here that we can we can go into the whole Green Lantern concept as the spectrums. The new we, gods, we, Orion we, would be great we, to see. The new gods, that would uh, new Genesis. There's so many great Owl places. Man, one Owl of the greatest Man. villains ever. So even Young Justice, Young Young yeah. Justice, they, they have so much where they can make I think it. They but, are going to create a Teen Titans movie, and I'm hoping something like that I, too. I, I think that's in the so the untitled one. For me, it's two lives. It's the young the young ones. I, I want Young Justice, you know what I'm saying? And then I also kind of want that that futureness. I want them to expand upon the space concept of the Justice League because there's so many more races, so many more beings that are awesome, as well as touch a little bit on the magic. I want to see a Zatanna movie soon. Zatanna, which is oh, one of the Zatana's most... Awesome. It's, it's awesome, you know what I'm saying? We can get some Dr. Fate in this where we can get some... Well, different different uh, universes, my bad. Um, yeah, because Zatanna is Marvel. Yeah, so my yeah, bad. So Dr. Strange. But the magic concept, we got like, well, we, Wait, we do have... Well, it's no, not, no, 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 she's with DC. Yeah, yeah, no, she's she DC, but yeah. not, not Dr. Fate. Yeah, Dr. Fate. Yeah, but we, we have, and that would be another strong female in a different capacity where it doesn't have to be, I'm going to whoop your ass, but I'm knowledgeable in a whole nother craft. So, like, I, I want that. I want them to expand upon the five that we always see. Even in the cartoons, it's always Bat- uh, Batman. It's always, yeah, it's always Batman. It's always Superman. Cyborg has started been getting a little bit more... I, w- I do want to see more what with him. What you're saying is they need a Guardians. They need the Guardians. Because that's what a lot of people that were like, what? Guardians of the Galaxy? How is this going to work out? But what it did was it expanded one of the best things about the Marvel Universe was when you start space. getting into outer space. Yeah. Is they've always been more latent when it comes to sci-fi. Yeah. Why DC has always been more like realistic. But even when they do... You know, space, they do it from a realism standpoint because they're like, oh, we're not, there's not a whole bunch of different alien races as a result of like you're just flying out there. There's alien races because there happen to be different universes and mm-hmm. there's different flashpoints and paradoxes and, and time and loops. Th- that's the other one I want. <laughs> I would love to see a, pla- a flashpoint paradox movie. That that would be the epitome. That's one of the best stories as, as well as shows. Actually, it's nothing about really Superman. It's one of the few, or even Batman, it's really about one of the few underrated characters not understanding how powerful the Flash fucking is. Everyone has always doubted him. All the Flashes have been technically some of the, and just for you that didn't know, there are multiple different Flashes, yeah. um, have always been technically one of the strongest characters in the universe because when you think of speed, you you can't just think of a limited. It's so much more than that. It's It's, if I can take your speed away from you and freeze you in time and space like he did with Inertia, you're stuck in space and time, can never yeah. move and never blink. And you are that. And he's done that to Superman, but he gave it back to him. But, but it's tough to do him. that when you got what, once again, I always talk about you put up the mirror. Yeah. And Professor Zoom is great. But however, on the flip side, when most of your villains are uh, Captain oh, Cold or um, Gorilla Zod, <laughs> that, where there's a magical gorilla zilli- uh, city it's that in, like exists somewhere, the, 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 that's and that's I'm, the reason why that stuff's been on the WB. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's also why I wasn't talking about individual movies, but because like Flashpoint yeah. is a, has multiple people involved in it. When one of DC's most crowning achievements has always been they have a diverse cast that work well together. Every, even the villains work well together. The good guys work well together where they, they've always had a better team base than Marvel. Marvel has great individual. You, you love watching individual Marvel stuff because it's, it, it runs like that. Just individual X-Men because they have a team concept. You have Inhumans, team concepts. It's where you can do movies about a group of people and it still be great. But DC has always been as a whole entire universe. One thing compiled together is always a great, great TV show, movie, or anything it does. Yeah, because I like to see a Grundy movie that was basically shot like 
what, what was that thing? Was it James and the Iron Giant or something like that? <laughs> where it's like, you know, Grundy like exists in a town where the town's like cool with the fact that he's a zombie and there's like, you know, a kid that like plays a, with a him. Magical dead and, zombie. Then, and then eventually, you know, CDC and the government finds out about him and they're trying to go get him. We've covered so much in this conversation about Justice League. Is there anything else anybody wants to say before we get out of here? No, except for, you know, uh, Marvel fanboys and girls can eat it. Uh, DC is not as bad as you think it is. And DC, you have to do better, though. This was a good attempt. You can do better. And I expect DC to do better because I think their solo films are, all of them are going to be to the quality of Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman's changed the game. Change the game. Raise the bar, like you said. I think just my, my closing thought on this is any if anyone is an Arrested Development fan, um, every time Amy Adams wanders onto the screen, I'm, screen, I'm like, her? So <laughs> that's, my, that's my comment. Mine is simple. Like I said before, don't stay limited. That's what I'm one thing I'm liking about Marvel right now with them potentially about to kill off Captain America and our Iron Man, have, bringing new diversity into the cast. Marvel has a little little more limited in what they do because it's still Iron Man, but it's a different black female, which is dope still, but... DC has such an expansive universe. Use it. And so I want to say uh, thank you to the panel. Uh, definitely. Um, Atlanta Jane. Check her out on Instagram and Facebook. We got Ready. And also check out Benjamin Ananowo on uh, Instagram as Cousin Benji. I want to say uh, thank you again for listening to another Stay Woke podcast. We really enjoyed this. We are going to have a top 10 um, movie uh, podcast like we did last year. Um, check out our last year's and uh, listen to that one. And then we will do a Star Wars review. Um, we're going to try to cram all these in before the end of the Shit, year. yes. Uh, and it's coming up shortly, but um, we'll do our best. Let us know what movies you think we should review. Tell us what you think about uh, this commentary. Tell us what you think about this, uh, the critiques and analysis for uh, any of the movies we've done so far and what we should do moving forward. You know the motto that we always have. Live, listen to some great music. In this case, watch some great movies, and we're out. Uh-huh.